All right, well, that was enough of the interaction. Should we move on to the pod? Yeah, I think so. All right, so. Let's do it. Well, then let's do the first segment, which is actually something that... Who's been following the ICAC proceedings? Things are not looking good for if the ex-premier. There's been proceedings? I thought it was not... Well, no, there's just collecting evidence. Oh, there's been two bombshells, Miss Love, in case you didn't notice. Uh... The ginger from the Wiggles has stepped down. <laughs> and so has Gladys Virgin. Did they switch thing. jobs? Maybe. Who knows? In a perfect Aren't world. I'm glad you know. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll try to... She just puts on the Spider-Man, uh, Superman suit again. She's like, it's been too long. Yeah. And Andrew Constance is Captain Feathersword now. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I don't know who that is and it's funny. Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you what the main issue is at the moment that ICAC is looking into. So she was asked during when she was grilled initially, when she was the premier, did you have suspicions that your um, uh, secret partner, boyfriend at the time, was a corrupt individual? And she said after saying... Uh, I didn't know if he was corrupt or not. They were like, we're not asking you if you knew he was corrupt or not. Did you suspect that he was corrupt or not? Because if the answer to that is yes, then you should have disassociated yourself and not passed that uh, grant for Wagga Wagga. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you didn't, then you could possibly be let go. She said no at the time. And now the entire probe is, was that a factual statement or not? Now, just because, and, and from the looks of it on the surface, things don't look too good for her. But I want to remind everyone that there would be a few elements that need to be proven before she is punished of any sort. And by the way, punishment isn't really anything. Uh, it matters if you're the premier, so you have to step down. If you're not the premier anymore, it's just your reputation, really, that suffers. But the point is, uh, did uh, uh, Darrell McGuire benefit from this transaction? Well, can it be proved that she was aware that she was suspicious, which needs to be proved by some kind of evidence that she was lying? And there's one more that I can't remember at the moment. But so unless these and these are strict elements that would need to be proven for her, let's just say, reputation to really suffer. And now we're going to find out they've summoned uh, Mike Baird and all of these other people. He's back. To uh, give account of like. Uh, Finally. So we're going to find out in due course. Put it's that still fishing rod down. Yeah. <laughs> it's still too early, but I would say either way, this does not look too good for her reputation unless you've been indoctrinated by the media because I think in my opinion, it seems to be clear that she made some pretty pretty bad errors of judgment in that instance. She yes. really should have disclosed this relationship and uh, she didn't, even after finding out that there's going to be an investigation into him, she still didn't do it. But anyways, that's mm -hmm. that's where we're at right now. So things aren't looking too good but for her, but we'll see what actually happens. Do you think that she's going to run the Channel 9 defense of, you don't know what it's like to have a bad boyfriend? She will, but I don't think that is going to benefit her a lot because the question <laughs> yeah, isn't that. Well, that's your opinion, Matt. That's because uh, the fact that he's a bad boyfriend has already been proved. He really screwed her over. Actually, what should be guilty? Is he's the, he's no longer premier because of Dude, bad boyfriend. I was going to ask what what happens to him with, with him as the classic sort of like we threw the book at him. He retired with all his properties and his pension. Shame. 
<laughs> and he opened a winery. The, the wine's good, but I think the, sa- the grapes have soured because of the controversy. And also, he was representing Wagga Wagga, and no one in Wagga Wagga knew that he was representing <laughs> And that's where he lives now. <laughs> is, that, is, is that what happened? I'm sure it was. Isn't that ridiculous? Hey, just him going in with some rat's tail guy that works at Four Square Supermarket, just being like, 280, thanks. Hey, did you used to play for the bunnies? No? Well, you look familiar, mate. <laughs> that, that would be his punishment in life. Isn't that it? That's it, isn't it? It's so fucked. Just sort of no, just he like. Could, he could be in trouble. She, on the other hand, might not necessarily really. Be so he might but still I be in trouble. Oh, no, she you. must go. Surely, well, there's no sentence. She's not going to go to prison or anything. She would have been forced to resign, but she's already resigned. So what's really besides the, literally the reputation? There's not much that's gonna. But that's we shoot her out of a cannon or something. <laughs> but the reputation okay, <laughs> land into pillows. But there has to be some sort of George, hilarious punishment. This is true, and I <laughs> in the perfect world, man. In the perfect world. I want to share this because last night. I had a dream about Gladys, and I am not erotic. Yeah, no, no, not erotic at all. <laughs> it was, it was, it was so old. bizarre. So in the dream, I see her sitting and waiting for something, and I'm also waiting. The and dream. we strike up a conversation, and after that conversation, I realize, oh, she's actually a very decent person, <laughs> and and she was like, hey, we should be friends, and I was like. Oh, yeah, we definitely should be. And I just remember walking back and thinking, well, this is going to complicate things with Jordan. <laughs> and that's what? And then you woke up. And I woke up. That's such a huge dream. That is such a huge dream, dude. Ali in mildly awkward situations, now in his subconscious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, if I was having that dream, Dude, I would wake your up. Your life is just moving from that scenario to that scenario. <laughs> No wonder you're so. No wonder your like unconscious mind has to sort that out as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, she could be nice. I think it's because Fuck. of. <laughs> I, 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 I I can be Freud and I can diagnose why I'm going through that myself. Is because I'm falling for that Channel Nine line. Oh my God, poor woman. Oh man, and why? Well, because I do understand that her. Her fucking up was not a result of corrupt behavior or greed, but it was just being in that, like, having a shit boyfriend and being over-reliant. That's no excuse. You're a premier and you should be switched on. If if the premier isn't switched on, like, it's really excusable if someone like Miss Love does it, who has no political power whatsoever. It's really not excusable when a premier does it. I take the rubbish out Sunday, Thursday. I am convinced... Maybe wrongly that she didn't have any financial motive for it, and it was just to like save the secret relationship and trusting but her. I boyfriend. don't think she has any financial motivation for anything. She had a motivation to stay there as long as she possibly could, and just be like, "Yes, the Margaret Thatcher of a state." Wow, that's my legacy in the history books cemented. That's what she was looking for. I saw, yeah, and yeah, so anything true. that like allowed her to stay there as long as she possibly could, she did. And in my view, that's corrupt behaviour because if you are, especially if you're the premier of a state, what is most of the proposals that you have all the time? It's pretty much just this, an endless supply of just like, can I build a duplex here? Yeah, I don't see why not. What about here? Yeah, okay, that's approved. That last one was on uh, Captain Arthur Phillips' cabin house. Yeah, well, it's time for an upgrade, you know? <laughs> yeah. <Like the laughs> 
That's no, most of what they do. It doesn't. And so it's just this constant, like every decision that a premier gets is, do you want to be corrupt today? No, not today. What about now? All right, you wore me down. Right. That's how it works. So that's why they all get caught out because they have no guiding mm. principles. And if you have no guiding principles, it's a ticking time bomb. And mm. look, the, the dealings, the, the grants were real dodge because um, one of the things was that shooting facility or whatever, right? Which I think took $3.1 million taxpayer dollars. And the pitch was that, oh, if, we, if you invest this amount of money and set up a shooting range, we can get Invictus Games uh, to Wagga Wagga and we could be the host. Holy hell. And, wow. But the pro- what is Invictus Games? <laughs> <laughs> what is... Hang on. No, 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 no. What <laughs> is Invictus Games? Pa- Backpedal. Okay. What is it? Back I pedal. don't know and what it is. who opens it? I bet you it's an Australian is, wrestler. It's, it's, even, <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> The problem Guy was from Gladiators. that Invictus <laughs> Games... What? Vulcan? Yeah, Vulcan. <laughs> I'm still around. <laughs> and guess where I live? Wagga. <laughs> yeah, you're indistinguishable from Angry Anderson now, dude. Uh, all right, my coverage blown. I am Angry Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Olympics for vets, apparently. But The, the Olympics are back. The Olympics are back, baby. We thought we had to wait four years to hear that sweet word again. How wrong we were. Olympics, you racist cunt. Racist. No, I'm sorry. There's nothing racist about you not combining the word Olympics with olives. (laughs) It's not happening. Like, we're doing something about it. You can't call racist on that one. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But but this isn't even the point. The point was that Invictus game does not have a shooting sport. Wait, what is it? Really? Yeah, it's like, they're saying it's like, uh, I don't know. I didn't Uh. even know. Someone just said it's the uh, Olympics for the vets. Olympics for vets. Like war veterans. Yeah. Well, oh, they, all they should be playing is paintball. That should be the only <laughs> game. So you're missing Maybe laser tag no, no, no. for the I para understand. Invictus games. I understand what you're saying. So there's so no shooting there's, there's no shooting range there. No, the shooting range is there. Brings but back too many memories. Is that the reason? Oh, t- dark. Oh. Is that the reason there's not a shooting game? No. It'd have to be. <gasps> Maybe shoot. Oh, dude, definitely. Probably. Oh, man. Oh, surely. Fuck Daryl Maguire's a cunt. He's a Is that the guy in Melbourne? What? Is that the guy who ran in Melbourne? The Dan Andrews? (laughs) Dave Andrews, thank you very much. No, who was the guy that Joe Fox interned (laughs) for? Much lesser known brother. You remember remember Joe, my mate Joe, I probably shouldn't have dropped his name. Joe, our mate, the the, the guy who was- (laughs) We've got many Joes in our lives. Well, he- Joe Hildebrand? No, no, he interned (laughs) for him in Melbourne. (gasps) Is that who you're talking about? (laughs) No. What's his name? No. What's that man's name? Uh, Darren Heat. <laughs> so good. Minister Fisher. There's your pedophile that lives here. You're not allowed to say that. I'm shamed it anyway. <laughs> well, you're going to jail then. Oh, my God. Persecution. What's funny about so, that? There's nothing funny about it. Well, look, there's a lot that's funny about that, actually. But Is that guy still in politics? Darren Hinch. Yeah. He's planning a comeback for sure. He's getting back Are you a there. supporter? So yeah. good. The cool. Justice Party. Is that That's exactly what a fairly politically ambivalent talkback host should be doing. <laughs> well, that shit. Uh, this look. discount at BP when you get two mother cans 
isn't that much of a discount. <laughs> so I I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm going into Parliament. I feel like we really side-railed your point there. I am. Well, look, no, we expanded a, on it. <laughs> expanded on it. And that's really not something that's uh, an isolated event. <laughs> that's our point. In fact, we get a lot of... Some guy, some poor guy, uh, messaged on Patreon criticising this thing where... Miss Love sidetracks it with some esoteric story of a friend. And then the poor guy also deleted his post. But because I get emails beforehand, <laughs> I we see at everything. It. And look, man, you didn't have to delete it. You are right. No, you did have to delete it. Well, you no, you're correct about that. But what's your name? Miss Love is going to send you a stern rebuttal. Oh, yeah. It'll be one of those pamphlets I got from the colonoscopy place. And <laughs> yeah. you don't know which yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> see this, mate? I'm going to give you this for free. <laughs> STD. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. So, look, I, I guess... This love dressed up as a panda suit <coughs> on your door. It's time, sunshine. Conclusion is... I'm going to make you a vegetarian. <laughs> Two out of three people on this table don't have sympathy for Gladys. Yeah, but you do. I, I really don't I understand do. this, Ali. What is this? It's. I can't believe you do. What no, is it I'm with you and always just... Buying into the mainstream media narrative, no, despite knowing how bullshit Look, it is. I, the, the only reason is I know that people in relationships like that are prone to making horrible decisions. That doesn't right, mean a, I want her to be reinstated as a premier. No, you have a point. You have a point. But I understand how that would have happened, and I mm. kind of feel slightly bad for her because. She did it wrong and she needs to suffer the consequences. Don't get me wrong. But I understand the context of how this would have happened. And Well, let me let me put this context in. I understand. She is our political enemy. Well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Never oh, has God. anyone spoken the way we do. Welcome to MSN. No, and like, you know, and, and, and <clears throat> all of those aspects that make her political enemy are like i'm with you on that this doesn't mean that i'm for the liberals by any means i just feel bad you know, I know if my beard came back <laughs> you know you, know, you would vote for him wouldn't you because it's just no this, well like every time i look at mike beard i'm just like is that every primary school friend of miss loves morphed into one man what it's just like no that man shouldn't be called mike beard he should be called northern beaches yeah. That should be his name. Yes, but I'm not from the Northern Beaches. From the North Shore. Does just... that piss you guys off? What? When someone says, yeah, manly, close enough. Yeah, he does. He, he got mad yes, at me for that. He was like, can you stop saying Northern Beaches? I'm from the North it's Shore. It's fucking annoying. All these cunts are... beep that live in like, you know, Petersham are just like, I'm in the North Shore. Oh, Palm Beach. No. Not Palm Beach. Chatswood. There's a much nicer place. There's like 70 suburbs between Milson's Point and Palm Beach. Yeah, but like, let's be honest, there doesn't have to be. Is Why is there all these made up suburbs like Woolaware? You just know? because it's like you're just McDonald Town. Just Go away. Just, from just make it St. Leonard's. Manly oh, fuck off. Avalon. Just because all dude. Just <laughs> Brisbane. Just <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane, dude. And then everything else in between. Tun Curry, Byron Bay, out of Brisbane. Out of yeah. Dude. <laughs> just cause just the stops for today are Manly, Chatsford, Avalon, Brisbane. Brisbane. Dude, just just because you're from an area where you've got like four suburbs, it's like, you know, what, what are like Edgecliff, Bondi. Uh, that other beach. It's just like you have four suburbs with so many human beings crammed in. 
You would sell your soul for an extra one to add one there. You're just jealous of all the space up there. They're all just okay. Let's even go easier than that, right? Where's the so third Lennox camera? From we now need? on, is just called Pigeon Town. Manly is called Bondi Two. Avalon is called Bondi Three. <laughs> and, 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 and Brisbane is just called um, uh, 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 Sydney if it was Singapore. Well, swiftly moving on. I suppose uh, you, can, you, can, you can tell why you like China because <laughs> it's like District One, District, district two, two. That's district what I want. Like, what was where, makes more what, sense. Was, what was in Pakistan? What was your area Defense called? Defence Housing Authority. It is I easier. love that it's name. Easier. Come on, it's easier. You're it's not going to forget that. <laughs> You're definitely going to forget Woolwich. Mm. <laughs> Look, think? dude, I will never forget Woolwich. That place was boss. Where's Woolwich? Where I don't know. I don't even know where Woolwich is. I know Woolwich because of you. You know what? Actually, remember you house said that boss that, place? Oh yeah, that's that Woolwich. Was in Woolwich. Where we were yeah. neighbors with Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That's, you know, how that's does anyone know where one of those suburbs ends and one of them begins? And why are they so defensive about it? With like, as soon as you walk out and you say, um, oh, yeah, 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 okay, uh, am I still in Avalon? Some guy that has zinc on his nose is going to come over and he's just going to be like, this is Palm Beach, cunts. <laughs> Don't make that mistake again. But everyone, every, <laughs> what, but why am I getting punched in the face? <laughs> but but every, everyone is kind You're of. You're an ignorant. It, rem it, rem it kind of reminds me when I was watching The Chaser because I, you know, had to watch a lot of episodes of The Chaser for something, and um, it was one of the guys from The Chaser went to Cronulla or something, mm. and he was like, he had a bra on. He's like, "Where are the? I want to join the bra boys," and he was like, a minute away from getting his head head punched in. Like there was dudes with like beach towels over their head, pacing back and forth around him, like throwing shit at him. I don't know. Everyone, I feel like everyone's sort of, uh, what's the word? You know, they're defensive of their area, right? But Cronulla kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. well, it should. Yeah. Well, Even though it's not, look, the thing is that all of them have grown up and they've got the testosterone out of their body and thought, you know what's better than um, starting riots? Uh, put, owning a boat, never using it, and putting it out the front of your house on the street. Mm. And there's enough room to do it here as well. well. All of South Sydney, And that does freak me out. All of South Sydney is just a mystery to me. Like, when I go to, to visit Jordan down there, I'm like, did I just go through a time portal? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's No, I, I, I know exactly. This is the difference between the North Shore and the Shire. Mm. If you grew up in the Shire, the North Shore is Shelbyville... You grew up in the North Shore, the Shire of Shelbyville. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much the same. Because There's just a couple of things, like just the yellow fire hydrant. This place is starting to freak me Dude, out. Dude, that's me. Yeah. That was it. It was just like, there's a couple more retirement home villages up here than I'm used to. Yeah. I can't have this anymore. And also, here's another question about the North Shore. Is anyone there between the ages of 8 and 80? <laughs> you just bus in yeah. people to work at Maccas from the western suburbs. Be honest, they don't live there. I mean, yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. But like, my rebuttal is like, every time I'm in South Sydney and I see a man that is like, he's been in the sun so long that he's just like a leather bag. He's that tanned. I'm like, I don't know. 
it's just weird. That weirds me out. I'm like, and and yeah, everyone, every time I see that, I'm always like, thank God there's a, there's a little piece of the Gold Coast in Sydney. That's what it is. But it, it's just weird to come up to like anyone and be like, you know, you know, what's the time? And it's sort of like, dude, 20, mate. All right, thanks. You sound really scary. <laughs> thanks for the, thank you. No worries. It's just like, ugh, it's just but like on edge. Mish, when you were down there, this yeah. gave you such a nice feel of patriotism. First of all, so nice to be in an area where people fly the Australian flag and there's not all of these scared glances around everywhere. That's great to see that on a car. And the other thing that's great to see is a 10-year-old with a mullet. <laughs> that brings a tear to my eye. To each their own. That brings a tear to my eye for different reasons. Why? Because I am like, Oh, man, he going to beat me up. Yeah, yeah, tear yeah, in yeah, my yeah. eye and tear in my pants. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but look. And also, dude, I've just got to say this as well. After lockdown, went back to Bondi and met some guys from the North Shore. This is what I will say about the North Shore. Anyone who miraculously somehow doesn't hit that time vortex of this strange Logan's run where as soon as you're on your eighth birthday, you just go... And then you just grow some uh, Lacoste shirt on and start playing golf. <laughs> that somehow they avoided that matrix. Right. And they are nice dudes. They really are. There's something about the North Shore that just like, you know, you, you open up their brain and all that's inside is a large Slurpee with a few flavors mixed in it. And that's cool. That is, yeah. If there was like a North Shore flag, it would be like Mrs. Mac in one side and a Slurpee in the other. Yep. For sure. <laughs> a couple of golf balls chucked in. <laughs> just the stars. But also, yeah, I was, just, I was just in Bondi. And you know how I've always been complaining about there being too many Brazilians in Bondi? <laughs> right. They've fully taken over. And now I've just... It's, it's nice to just stop the fight and realise, no, they've won. How? I'm Palestine here. They're Israelis walking around. And that's fine. Like, it's just theirs. They've taken it over. It's little Brazil now. That's okay. But can you explain to me how this happens? Because I thought all the internationals pretty much left last year. Yeah, I think they were just like, yes, I am from Australia. I love Pauline Hansione. <laughs> But there's also like let's not forget the uh, peppered in uh, like people from Manchester. It's like never leaving. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's there's still yeah, that. Yeah, there's a coalition: the Brazilians and the Manchesterians. Yeah, well, it's just like not just Italians live in Little Italy, but it's still Little Italy, yeah. and still that's what I'm saying. It's baby Brazil, and it it always was going that way because you just look at all of the apartments there, and it's like, oh, okay, those shit pastel colours that favelas are painted. Of course, they're going to be attracted to that region. <laughs> well, actually, okay. I was going to move on to an important segment, but let's let's do another one, which is related to this. So, What? Pastel colours? Apparently, and Miss Love, you would be into this. So mm. the, prem the new premier, Dominic, there were some uh, details leaked where uh, I think the financial review reported this, where they found out that there's plans of a 2 million people influx in New South Wales in the next five years. Immigrants, 2 million immigrants. This was very hush-hush, but it came out. Uh, as suspected, uh, Dick Smith, 
uh, has his opinion. Dick Smith. Dick Smith, right? The guy, um, the anti-population guy. Yeah, yeah, Dick Smith. Yeah, Dick Smith. He was obviously saying that um, there's just no infrastructure. The amount of houses you're gonna need. This is horrible for climate where, change. Where all are that they? Stuff. What? Well, it's horrifying. Well, this if uh, I agree with, even as someone who believes in Big Australia, even I agree with Dick big. Smith <laughs> in this in this scenario because he's right that look from okay, I'll give you both perspectives. There's Dick Smith perspective which you guys also have, and I would say that a majority of Australians have, then their perspective is growth, baby. Like they're seeing, uh, again, the, you need a certain amount of people to influence. Now keep in mind that in the last two years, there hasn't been, there's been barely any influx of immigrants. And yeah, New so South Wales- Two million extra, that, that's even things out. That's, that's their plan. I'm not saying that that's gonna happen, but I'll tell you one oh thing. Oh my God. Even if it doesn't, if, even if it, the two million thing doesn't happen, it, the number wouldn't be too far away for the next five years because I think that's that's a plan. They need an influx of immigrants. One thing that's going to happen is most of the people that are on temporary residence today in Australia are probably going to get their permanent residency very soon. Well, as long as they can't vote. Well, <laughs> they'll eventually vote. But it's the same but as that's always. Always. You, you know what? Dom Perrottet would really want an influx of immigrants because that's what they're trying to portray in the media they're trying to make a culture war out of the fact that he's christian and the reason they're doing that is because the western suburbs are mostly religious and so if they keep saying he's a christian uh then all of those guys that own kebab shops that normally vote for the labor party are going to go well at least he's fucking he believes in one god so that's closer than these godless freaks in the labor party and they'll vote for him. They'll trust his judgment more. They'll trust his judgment more. Yeah. So it would make a lot of sense. It does benefit Dom Perrottet electorally. And on top of that, just in terms of staying in Premier, because what does his base want, which is just pure property developers? More people living in apartments that catch on well, fire. Well, that's it. That's the, that's the crux of it. That's why they're doing it. Because they know the people that come in. First of all, these people that are going to come in are going to bring money. They bring a certain amount of money until their permanent residency pathway, which is again, a huge benefit for the New South Wales economy. Eventually, once they uh, assimilate into society, get, get a job, they, they buy a house, they hire contractors, the wood that is required to build houses. It's just, it revitalizes everything. And that's part of his growth plan post pandemic. Say what you just, want. Wow, that's scary. So it's just the liberal party ethics on steroids where we've already got a dearth of timber because of the bushfires and so they're going deeper and deeper into uh you know like really scarce ecosystems already and they're just logging the shit out of them and their plan is to just not let one tree stand in the state i am in exchange for apartments like this true wow (laughs) and i'm even though i am pro more immigration but all those points are true and for that reason i would oppose it as well because if you look at the track record of mostly liberal government in new south wales they've always promised a lot but when it actually comes to um assimilating immigration creating that infrastructure that they would depend on they do very little and Sorry to say, Victoria is also similar in this. This is the thing if that I... If you do I, it right, it's fine, but it, they've never done it right. And why would they do it with a 2 million sudden increase? I really do think that, if you're listening to Common Sense Brigade, 
fucking one in it, you really should be spreading this message around Facebook while you still can before they shut it off. Liberals have doubled migration, halved infrastructure spending. Just keep posting that. Make mm. that a message because that will freak out the local population, including immigrants. Immigrants don't want more immigrants. Yeah, we, we because we fear that the more of them there are, the more diluted our services would be. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there is something like I don't personally hate immig- like I don't I don't mind immigrants, and you guys know that. But again, you've got to do it in a sustainable way. These haphazard two million influx helps property developers. What's going to happen? It's going to be worse for us. They're going to like fucking. The advantage is sure there might be a few extra jobs and everything, but like. Uh, the house that I'm supposed to buy, I'm almost 30 at some point in the near future, is only going to be way more expensive if there's an increasing demand by immigrants. So I have all the reasons to oppose this as well. It's really scary that we are living in a time where living in a freestanding house is a true status symbol, like owning a monkey in 19th century Paris. <laughs> That's... What? That's Isn't a great that amazing? Metaphor. Having a backyard. Having this is not the Australia <laughs> that I was promised. <laughs> but that's that is the Australian dream. It's to have a house that has lawn. Mm. And they're taking that from us. Yeah, they have. Where's my lawn? <laughs> and, it, and more and two million more immigrants. I don't see that going down. Like I just see that getting worse. I really 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 want to be able to buy a house at some point in my life <laughs> dream on dream on but yeah so that's that's a thing either way look we're gonna see more immigrants coming in because there is a skill shortage as well as they put it yeah but there's a skills shortage because they have ripped the guts out of tafe and privatized it that's why we have a skill shortage i hate how they always make this argument it's it's really scary to me when i hear this indoctrination of my own audience saying, how do you propose we make growth? There's a million ways to make growth. You don't have mm. to make growth by just getting a giant uh, firefighting plane <laughs> and then just like going over southwest Sydney and then just dropping it and then just all of these Pakistanis fall out of hey, it. Hey, hey, you know? why like, shingle out Pakis? Just because I was looking at you and I couldn't think of another country. <laughs> but, but but no, but here's the thing. <laughs> Most of them are brown. <laughs> Most of them are from India, actually. Which I'm, dude, hardworking people, they have made the western suburbs a hell of a lot less rough. I'll <laughs> give them that. But it's it, it's purely, as Dick Smith points out, it is so bad for the environment to do this. So unbelievably bad. And that's exactly where they're dumping immigrants, which is southwest Sydney, last healthy koala population in the country, just getting paved over. And I also Damn. have an incentive to oppose these drastic measures too. And this is like, this is I'm addressing to immigrants that somehow fall into the, you know, the faction that believes in open borders kind of thing. I really don't want, for my own selfish reasons. Hey, but, but do you think that there is immigrants that think that? I really don't yeah, think it is. I think it's people in the North Shore. Well, there's that one on that. that door you guys can't see, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly, because they're not an immigrant and they have an affluent job and mm. they're trying to make it this culture war thing. When we're talking purely logistics here and ecological I'm, sustainability. I am actually, I am, I'm scared of it because of cultural wars because 
Remember how we, when we were driving, I don't know from what city we were listening to talk back radio, how every call one after the other was uh, immigrants, uh, blah, blah, blah. Immigrants are shit for this reason. Immigrants are shit for that reason. I don't want, look, what, what will happen is these 2 million people are not going to be poor people. These guys are going to be people that went to school, university, mostly have some kind of technical skill. They'll come to Australia and they'll make a good amount of money. And they'll buy houses that will drive up suburb prices in other places. And white boomers over there are going to have more reasons to hate on immigrants. And I don't want to live in an extremely toxic society. For my own reason, I want to be able to live in a society where any person, boomer, whoever, doesn't hate them just on the basis of uh, skin color or, or country of origin. And so any way we can avoid that level of toxicity, I am on board for because... I don't want to keep letting more immigrants in and people in Australia being more and more hostile for the benefit of property developers. It's just not a sustainable way. And even though if you believe that immigrants on a net are beneficial to society, I could even sympathize with that, but I still don't want more and more Pauline Hansons. I want it to be contained in a way that we look at the lowest common denominator that lives in regional Australia. That is about to go through one of the most insane transitions of moving. If you think about it, we are in a situation where Australia was largely a fossil fuel exporting country that is moving towards some kind of carbon neutral way. And there's going to be a lot of unemployed people. And you're going to get, on top of that, you're going to get 2 million other foreigners that are going to come here and have decent jobs I don't know how that's going to play out politically. So I think we should just like maybe adjust for less growth and keep the immigration level sustainable so that we don't move towards a Trumpian society. It really is scary to me how hard it is to explain what a cancer the coalition are in this country. Because it's amazing that everything that they claim to stand for, which is... Uh, you know, lower immigration, they're trying to up it by two billion. Um, you know, the, the party of free speech, they're shutting down the internet. It, everything that they stand for, it's the exact opposite, and it's just this complete vacuum where you just cannot get that message out. It's really... I really don't like looking at politics because it's just this constant slow-motion train crash... You can't do anything about it. <clears throat> Talking about train crash, this again becomes really evident. So your, the, the confrontation between the nationals and the liberals over 2050 net zero in Glasgow. A, I was going to ask about what that. You, what, what you Haven't they shifted? On that? Haven't they shifted? Well, they're about to. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. they will. Let's, let's hear from the everyman. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts oh, on I them oh, caving in to the loony green? I didn't. No, no. I, I, it's, I'm just curious about. I'm more. I'm more just like shocked that. Uh, I think you mentioned it that like, on uh, you know, on Sky News, obviously got some orders from like the top, just being like, we like renewables now. And uh, what's his name? The Forget his name, Bo uh, the Bolt. Bowling bowl? No, oh, Bolt. Bolt. He's just kind of like, wasn't he like, wasn't he like, sort of like, from my understanding, he was kind of like shuffling papers and being like, these these measures are unbelievable. And there's just so sort of in the background, like, stop him, copy. And then like someone's like grabbing him. He's like, no, no, they, 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 
we're not doing the renewables. No, no, cut to break. Like, yes, I don't. I, don't, I, I think it's awesome. Principled man. I, I think it's cool that I think it's ama- It's like amazing that they're, that they've taken that on. But it's to me, it's more an example of it shows how um, obvious it is that there's like who is pulling the strings of the media, the media organisations, who's paying for these media organizations to be able to flip on a dime like that. I don't know why I want to ask, I want to see why, but, but for their agenda to flip so flippantly and so immediately just to me proves that it's just like, this isn't about morals and convictions. This is about what you are told to say and well, what you're told. It never was. To, it really never was. Yeah, exactly. But like I, but that was a, that at that it's, moment, it was the most obvious. Well, who decided the change and how, why are they? I can't believe Murdoch suddenly is just like. Yeah, I guess I do want to live on a habitable planet that's like. It's habitable. obvious why he did it. I have why? No, because they look. I think it's good. They, look, I think it's Malcolm good, but I don't understand. I don't understand. Talked about. I don't necessarily agree with his conclusion, but he talked about three large pressure groups that were devising the uh, coal fossil fuels forever line. On one hand, you had obviously the fossil fuel industry. Right, the gas, mm. the coal mining companies that are exporting it, so they had a vested interest in yeah. keeping it going as long as they yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, no, I get. Now, then you what's had the, chain? the media. Yeah, I'll tell you what the change was. Yeah. Then you had the media, basically powered by Murdoch. Yeah, and then lastly, you have what Malcolm Turnbull described as right-wing politics. But what he's really talking about are the constituents mm. in Australia that depended on income through that fossil fuel yeah. export economy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's who the nationals represent. Mm. Uh, Now, what's happened is the fossil fuel companies, maybe 10 years ago, knew perfectly well that they're going to be doing this at this point. Right. They've always known this. They've even talked about it. It was a public thing. But their entire idea was it's too soon and we're just going to ride this for as long as we can. They've been talking about 2025 as the peak fossil fuel uh, before things go down. In 2008. Right. So they've always known this, but what they've also done, meanwhile, to prolong it as much as possible is to spend a lot of money through Murdoch and media campaigns to convince the electorate that depends on it that if there was a transition, you would be a homeless person. And yeah, they've yeah. been putting in money for a decade now. To the point where now the mining companies and fossil fuel industries have come to a point where they're like, okay, this is the point that if we don't change, we will actually lose dollars. Because all the economic metrics, like uh, renewable energy is just become cheaper at this point. That's, and they also know that's crazy that there is no way they could continue. So they overnight change. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's so crazy. And to media me. does too. It's just, it, this, this was my moment of like, this was my moment of like, uh, you know, hearing this and just seeing like Chomsky apparate in the, in the sky in front of me and just be like, I told you so. It's like fucking hell. Just like that. When it, it was like, like that, 50% of their fucking you, coverage. Everyone knew it from ages ago. You look at their investments. Their investments have been diversifying five, six years ago. It's I'm still, talking about it's still, like big... I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about it from an economic point of view. I'm talking from a cultural point of view. I'm talk- it was a well, culture they thing. They built the culture, knowing that this culture was temporary. And it was... Sky it was didn't know. Poor, it was poor. <laughs> yeah, Sky. Sky, Sky did not no know. no idea. Sky that. had no idea. Columnists didn't know, but people that run Sky knew this. 
Well, Murdoch also knew this. The the, the journalists didn't. But you no, know, you know, you know, you want some. I'm just saying it's shocking. You, you want some insight. I was telling Ali about this, but I think it's great though. I can't remember his name. It's going to be the deputy premier really? of Queensland. He was a real thinker. And again, this is the whole thing of people always going, mm, Queensland Labor sucks. No, you just brought you bought into the narrative. He is a smart man who said, okay, let's just set up hydrogen plants and we'll get Andrew Twiggy in on this and we'll say, hey, do you want to make money? Do you want an edge over all of your mining buddies? Start switching over to hydrogen. And he was just like, yeah, yeah that'll fuck him over. Yeah, no worries, mate. And then he started talking to the Murdoch press and that was the final switch. That was the switch that you saw there mm. because they saw that there was, a, they were saying, let's all get in on this together and start making money on it. There's also the other thing is that Joe Biden, apparently behind the scenes, look, there's all this fight about their reconciliation bill or whatever it's called. But as president, he is moving global efforts to make us like a carbon neutral economy globally doing amazing behind-the-scenes stuff to the point that he has pressured Murdoch into switching his position on climate change. So there's those two factors right. that are happening there. Right. So there's just massive pressure, and the libs are saying, you're going to have to help us out on this, and they said, yeah, yeah, okay. So it was the time to shift because of those things. But what really saddens me about it is, again, as Ali was saying, they made a culture war over nothing. And as he was saying before... If you started making this shift when Kevin Rudd did it, Australia would have had a huge competitive advantage. Again, he saved us from the global financial crisis. He was setting us up with two massive economic booms, three potentially actually, because there was also just the trans-national uh, rail that Albanese was trying to set up, but the nationals have fucked again. Uh, they fucked broadband. That's another one that's just completely fucked us economically. And then the third one was that he was trying to set us up so that when there was this inevitable shift, because if, you, as, if you're a smart person, you see the projections 20 years out. And he knew this was eventually going to happen. So you need to get in on the ground floor. And instead, we have lost all of that economic capital that we had. That has moved over to China and Europe. They're the ones that took advantage of it because their governments actually did something about it. We were in the position to outcompete them because we had the money to do it. And they just squandered that 10 years and now we're going to get a half-assed botched job but Murdoch is going to make a lot of money out of it. Is this why you said it's tragic? Yeah, that's exactly why I was saying it's tragic because Jordan is 100% right. Like, So it's too little too thing. late. Is that it? Too little too late? Look, it's, Too little too late. Too, right. I'll... It's, too, it's no, not too little, too late environmentally. and But like the thing is, look, Australia, Murdoch was right about that one point of it's only 1% of uh, total carbon emissions. And they're right about that. But the, but but it's the, but the, the economy. economic yeah, the implications yeah. of it are really damaging to this country. And it's not like too little, too late in terms of climate change, because like Jordan was saying, we're a small player in this. However, the, look, there's one thing to convince your politicians to move towards a carbon neutral future. And it's a whole other thing to actually do it effectively. Right. So that is a mammoth task on itself. Now, what we should have ideally be doing was when Julia Gillard and Kevin Rudd was were in power, we are preparing for that transition from then. Yeah. What instead we were doing, we had phases. From there, we had at one point climate change is a hoax. 
to another point, climate change is real, but it it's not as pressing. Then we moved on to it might be pressing. However, we can't change things really quickly. And now to a point where maybe in a matter of week, we decided that we're going to go carbon neutral by 2050. Not only are we going to go carbon neutral by 2050, but Joe Biden is pressurizing Scott Morrison to take steps to reach there by 2030 itself, which means that there's going to be sudden moves that will need to be made now. And we haven't prepared shit. But don't because you, we were constant. All our energy was focused on convincing the electorate why this is not that big of a problem. But don't you think like the fact, my, my thought is like the fact that they have even been pressured and decided to change, the liberals have decided to change, is like a miracle. It's so depressing that that's Isn't a it? miracle. It's, no, it's not a miracle. It just sounds like a miracle to me. No, because they're just uh, Murdoch columnists but in it, government. But it's so happening. It's like they, but it's happening. Just like we're changing, and they go, okay, and that's it. So they're not going to do anything. They have to. If they're being pressured. They will, but how no, but effective it's not, it's is not that thing going to be, we'll find out. And then they'll blame it on us. When there's problems, when there's yeah. hiccups in this transition, they'll say that it's because of the loony left that is trying to not make it economic. When it was because of them not preparing for this exact moment. But I'm just like, I agree with you, but it's just like, I expected the libs to be, you know, at a point where it's like LA in the eighties and you can't breathe. And they'd still be like, <coughs> global warming is not <coughs> still inconclusive. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, so the but fact if, that if, if the industry titans were telling them to do that, they would. So you're saying it could shift again? If it, if it suits them, of course. Right. But that's the whole thing. It's just like there's no right, right. There's no conviction there. It's really just whatever their bosses tell them. So that's you, their view. So so because like with migration, like if if the if the capital elite of this country didn't want migration, there wouldn't be migration. There wouldn't be a single person coming into the country. Mm. But they do want it. So now there's two million. So are you saying that if like the Republicans were to get in the next term and then they just, the Republicans are like ditch 2050, then they'd just do it? Well, this is the really they good would, thing that's about- that's the depressing thing. Right. This is the great thing about Joe Biden though. And it's the same thing that Obama was doing, which was just slowly shifting the ship to, to yeah. do this kind of stuff. That's what I'm thinking. It's it feels like, inevitable. It feels inevitable. It'd be great if Joe Biden got two terms, but four years you can get a lot done because this is the whole thing. Being the party of no, you're not actually doing anything. You're kind of just shutting things down all the time. But as soon as there's like a window that's open, that party of no has to work within that frame. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Know? That's my point. It's like if that window is open and it's, it, you know, even the Republicans might get to a point where they're like, oh, it's going to be way too hard to close the window. Let's just keep going. Oh, they'll still try to close the window, but it's just at some point market forces kicking and then it's just yeah. beyond the government's control. It doesn't seem like a huge negative to me. I don't know. I understand you know, what you you're what saying. It's, it's not a it's not a huge negative. It's just another thing of like we could have made trillions. Yeah. We could have made trillions. Yeah, yeah. And no, now, do you know yeah, what the yeah, problem would that. be right now? So the only the only sort of community that's still left on the side of not doing anything about climate change are basically the nationals represented by the electorates that depended on the fossil yeah, fuel economy, yeah. right? And they will be royally screwed because now this haphazard move towards a 2050 carbon neutral, they're convincing their electorate that you, by transitioning, you would get better jobs. 
you would get jobs in the green energy export economy. That's what they're promising them. Mm. However, because they've done no preparation, they won't actually be able to do it. <laughs> Where you would have these legions of people that will be unemployed. And I was telling Jordan this, my guess is the way they're going to pacify them is by throwing social security checks at them. By giving them money through other ways. Right. Essentially putting them on a dole because they're That's not going to the become uh, computer geeks all of a sudden. They're not even going to be able to adjust. Most of these people are kind of nearing towards their final years and final working years. And there would be no way to actually give them these jobs. Yeah. You could have done it if, again, you were, what's the word? Like you were thinking far ahead into the future, like the Kevin Rudds and Gillas were with the carbon tax. If it was a slow moving transition, you could have somehow involved them into this. Surely, I just sh- don't think that's happening I know, now. I understand that needs money, but surely uh, retraining regional, uh, regional Australia in those fields can't be that hard. Wouldn't it just be like the Simpsons of just like, and you know your job to build and maintain those, those robots. robots. Like, what, what, just put a, hard hat, put a hard hat on a coal miner and just get them to paint a, wind, a fucking... You need to retrain them for a lot of stuff. It's different. And some of them might be able to do it, but most of them I don't think will be able to do it. But realistically, slowly with like adjusting your TAFE curriculum, getting people while they're on the job, working at these mines. It's it's money, right? You need money. You need to put money into it to train people. You also need to be sort of visionary, which the private market doesn't care about. It's only the government that needs to care about this. But the government had their priorities completely wrong. And we've had, what, almost a decade now of the Liberal Party. So, like, we have lost a lot of time. And now we're never going to get, this is my opinion, we're never going to get the best case scenario. I'm not saying Australia is doomed by any means. I'm saying a significant portion of people in Australia will be doomed. And it's too late. Shit. Too late? Really? I think it's too late. It's not too late for Australia, but it's it's too late. It's so sad, isn't it? Those people just used as pawns and then tossed away as soon as they're not useful. Jesus. And they always knew, these big companies always knew that they were going to be tossed at some point. They built it up. That's, that's crazy. I just can't, I just, I, I, they have, there's a lot of money in the budget. They could still do it if they wanted to now. It's not yeah, just they could, money. but it's, it's the time. That's, it's, what do you mean the time? What, like, what, time how, and money, that's yeah, what they need. Now I'm, we've just got money. Sure, but like, you know... If they if they really wanted to do it, you know, a lot of these a and lot of these jobs like, would as be Ali like, was saying, if they were a visionary government, you could start now. And yeah. you know, it's always saying like the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The next best time is now. But it's true. They could start doing it now. They could. How long's the tape course? How long's the tape? But how long's the tape course? A year. You could pro- you could train up not the specialists, but you could train up a whole you can workforce them, in you a can couple. Give of them years. the opportunities, but that's no guarantee that they will take these opportunities. Also, they're not robots that you decide that, oh, it's only going to take one year, do that. A lot of these people are at that stage where they're not looking for a drastic, they can't. They're incapable of doing mm. a drastic transition. They still want to live in those old times. We're going to have a Make Australia Great Again movement that's going to be even stronger. Because of Because of jobs. this transition. Because there's going to be a lot of disgruntled people. So do you think... That, that have key, that, that live in particular areas that can swing elections. Mm. This is going to be... It's fact, like it's like you need the cultural shift first before you start. You have to be like, you know, yeah, you this is need, cool. Green. Not cool, but also that 
you will be able to adjust into it, and we're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do baby steps. At yeah, a time. yeah, yeah. We're not doing baby steps now. We have to be Usain Bolt, where we have to fucking run as hard right, as we can. Right, right. And a lot of these people are incapable of running that fast. Right, right, right. And this is my guess. Again, I was telling this to Jordan. This is my guess. First of all, if Scott Morrison commits to net zero uh, in Glasgow, which I think will happen, you're basically going to have a nationals party that will be redundant. They're going to lose the next elections because the people that voted them had a one-point agenda. Mm, mm. Delay climate change, protect our jobs. If they're not able to do that, then they have no use for them. So who do they go to? Shooters. They're going to go to minor parties, hopefully, like shooters. Or they might even go to um, Clive Palmer and Craig Kelly because they're going right. to be the only avenues that are going to be propagating that old time. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like just the sort of like things don't have to but change. Then, again, like really, as the, the nationals are sort of expendable to the Liberal Party. They only keep them because they wear a hat. And so <laughs> the average person thinks, oh, yeah, they're not the Liberal Party standing up for the bush. So if they can get that from UAP, who cares? Will, yeah. Doesn't matter. Exactly. They will. They'll, no, they'll toss aside as well. That what, would, that's eventually what it would be. But what you're saying is that's potentially more dangerous because it'll just be more, you know, the because well, you're really just putting power into the one man, the fringe, that really still it, will yeah, benefit from it, coal mines. Exactly. And and yeah, it, no, yeah, okay. Well, I was uh, positive. Now you've made me really sad. There's going to be a What's lot the more next segment? <laughs> There's going to be a lot more fake news accusations because right now the media is going to be convincing them that this is going to be a great future for you. And when they don't get that future, they'll have less faith in mainstream media so politics. It's, it's so they'll depressing. They'll have heroes like Avi Yemeni and shit. Um, and it's going to be... It's depressing. We'll, we'll move towards a green future, but it'll be a more toxic country that we live in. Mm. With greater uncertainty. We'll see. That's my guess. It really is that fucking, I don't know, whatever movie George Clooney was in about politics. It's really that, isn't it? What is that movie? I don't know, but he's always in some movie where he's like, I'm walking around Ocean's the White House movie. briskly, you know? Like, yeah, he like, is, isn't he? Like Ides of March What, what or was some the shit. point of this dude, movie? Dude, you know, I, I don't know. Dude, this, is, this is a great su- summation of that. I came home like drunk the other night and I was just like, you know, you kind of, your true colors come out when you decide what to watch. I'm like, you need a movie. And I hovered over the like Ides of March where it's like uh, Ryan Gosling holding a Time magazine of uh, George Clooney. It's about politics and how it works. And I was like, I hovered over it. And I was like, for, for like five minutes, I was like, yeah. hovered. And I was like, mm. Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Yes, the right choice. <laughs> but like, my point is like, that's how it's done. <laughs> Take note, kids. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't know what my point is. My point is politics is a fucking dirty game, and it's pretty depressing because if ultimately working class people that just want to be able to afford a house and support their family are used as pawns and just manipulated a decade in advance for to put a few more zeros on a digital screen for some fucking Brazilian coal company, that's fucked, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is. That's and r- that's the way the cookie crumbles, dude. That's how it's done. It's that's like the saddest thing I've heard in a long time because I didn't know. I didn't really. That wasn't as obvious. It wasn't so plain to see the the game, the, the the steps in the game. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I would admit it's easier to say all of this in hindsight. However, 
this I can assure you a lot of people already knew about, including mm. us. Do you think the Nationals knew? Oh, fuck yeah. Of course really? Well, the smile... Barnaby's not an idiot. So Barnaby was just like, yeah, fuck the coal miners. We'll just keep this going till... We'll, we'll ride the train till the track... Tra- is that is that what he thought? No, but he'd be sitting there in all of these meetings with mining tycoons, which is probably 90% of who comes into his office, and they'll be sitting there saying, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going we're to phase into renewables, which is a bit of profit margin. Oh, yeah, Wait, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just cut out. Oh, shit. Um, Maybe our mics are still working. No, they Maybe are. Maybe our oh, video oh. isn't. Can you... Where's my... F- I'll check in with you. Can you hear us? <laughs> uh, I think the cameras died. Wait, one second. The cameras will be back. Thank you to the liberal NBN. <laughs> I think we're still we're still recording, though. Yeah, you might have to just cut the, the stream out and then come back again. You just want to keep going? And you just check the... Or do you want me to check the cameras? We should just keep rolling. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> you want to cut the mic. Uh, they can still hear us. It's fine. Yeah, I know they can hear us, but if we want the cameras back on, we're going to have to go and come back quickly. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Okay, all right. Stick around. Live stream. Cool. What happened there? Um, I think the black magic device just stopped working for some reason. Thank you, Shaw, for sponsoring. Okay, but anyways, we were back. What were you talking about? Um, no, I was I was literally Jordan was just saying that like so basically Barnaby's just lobbied by um by coal companies so he doesn't have Barnaby has an added motive, which is uh, trying to get reelected. Yeah, so it's short term. It's just short term. So it's really short term. So right now yeah. his uh, he's on one hand he's got mining company Scott Morrison and everyone putting a lot of pressure on him to change lines and agree to this net uh, zero. Uh, a carbon neutral 2050. Yeah. And on the other hand, all of his electorates are screaming abuses at him and saying, no, right. that's not what we elected you for. So he's sitting there. I think he's eventually going to cave in. There's too much pressure. All the big things but you that have, were supporting okay. them are gone. But you have to admit, there is some poetic justice in seeing Sky News just being like, <clears throat> and we all here at Sky are very excited, looking for a green <clears throat> future. Where we are carbon neutral with green jobs. All right, good night. Like, there's some poetic justice, right? So okay, how about this? Like, on this topic, but on a lighter note, Jordan, did you know this? Coldplay <laughs> is uh, Coldplay is coming seamless. out. That is light. That was with a seamless a live uh, tour, and they oh, yeah. are saying it's going to be a uh, carbon neutral carbon neutral tour because all the people that are going to be coming to the concerts are going to be jumping on this, like, whatever, this electromagnetic, uh, I don't know, whatever. Like, by jumping on the ground, they're going to be powering the concert itself. They initially wanted to put Whoa. bicycles there. What? That would power the concerts. Dude, no one's jumping up and down at a Coldplay concert. The, They'll be sitting on their asses. The criticism is that you're making all your, the people that are paying for it do this while you're flying in on a private jet. <laughs> Is it kind Fair of a, criticism. I think it's kind of an interesting idea, though. I mean, and it's, also, how old is the average Coldplay listener? Yeah, forty. Yeah, there's no <laughs> jumping up and down. No, it's like at the dancing floor, and I my guess is it, very little of it would actually be powered by it, and most of it would be powered by normal. Yeah, I don't think that technology making me there. want to vote national. So I've got to <laughs> say, like, I, there's two people in this world that it doesn't matter how noble their causes are, if anyone. 
from U2 or Coldplay <laughs> put their name behind it. I'm out. Kind of I, mean, I want the exact opposite of what they want. <laughs> hey, Van Moore is pissed off at that. She's like, they don't have a private jet law. What do they have? Like, I don't know. A they're jet. probably charter their planes. They still have a jet. I'm guessing they don't fly economy class on Tiger Air. Yeah, I doubt. I don't think they're flying Tiger where there's like a one in five it doesn't land. <laughs> <laughs> and I've flown Tiger. Let me tell you, that shit is not... It's scary. When you're on it, you don't feel like a tiger. No, you don't. No. Feel like a scared There's cat. something really unsupportive. Suppose you do feel like a tiger. They'd be freaked out if they were off air. <laughs> Dude, there's something very unsupportive. Like, un... un uh, yeah, like, like something not very, like... Yeah, like hearing an Irish woman just be like, we're landing very soon. It's like... Irish person. I don't want to find an Irish fucking airways like no. Irish like no. like who's is your is your fucking captain just got like two cans of Guinness next to him like we're going back to Glasgow I'm not going to fucking Bali fuck yeah like I don't want to no that's not, not that's why you never hear the captain talk on Tiger Air yeah it's always some saying. like Irish ditty playing some song I don't know what do you I think of do it? That I, it just really point? don't you reckon <laughs> that we should really Rename Tiger Air Woolworth Select. Hey, do you want to? Do you, <laughs> they're, they're gone. Are Tiger you, Air was left. This, this show. Ali asked, "Are you going to do that for your show? Are you going to get people to jump up yeah, and you to power your show to be carbon neutral?" <laughs> <laughs> the only way that could work for Jordan is if there was a little redometer, pedometer there that every time the word "cunt" was said, it was like carbon offset. Then he'd like power the world. <laughs> oh, you, come on! Are you reducing my stand up? Do I really say it that much? <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. Not even you. The crowd as well. Come on. Back and can't. <laughs> well, we just got demonetized again. That's too many C words. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think that we could get to carbon neutral if I just changed it from cunt to buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I mean, buy look, a shirt. Yeah, I'm kind of with Jordan, though. When Coldplay do anything, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, what like about, what about, Day, Life of Pi was the perfect movie for them to be associated with, wasn't it? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but you, don't you think you it's just like it's just like if you want to be mildly depressed for no reason other than your relationship didn't pan out exactly how you imagined it would have been. <laughs> is that what Life of Pi is? I thought it was about like a kung fu master or something. It's probably both. <laughs> no, probably it's both. neither. It's about a boy trapped on a boat with a tiger. What are you guys and talking you know what's about? the most annoying <laughs> thing about Life of Pi? Shit. It is the definition of that trope that your year 10 English teacher tries to drum into you. Never write a story about this. And they fucking wrote a story about it, which is, but it was all a dream. No, it's so fucking lazy. So lazy. It was all a dream. So it was. So you just wasted an hour, two hours of my life. Yeah, it was just really like, fuck. What are we going to do to give the guy in Slumdog Millionaire another shot? <laughs> and, and that's what it was, wasn't it? That, I mean, was that man's just, dead. What? He died? He died. No. He had cancer and he recovered from it, but then an infection killed him. R.I.P. That's Whoa. brutal. Shit. That sucks. That really sucks. Jesus. I was bummed out, but. You were bummed out about that? Well, because that guy, like, yeah, he was on Life of Pi and Jurassic Park, but he was a Bollywood household name. Really? Why? He's not in Bollywood. He is. 
I don't know. I don't you mean the guy who was writing the book, right? He's not conspiracy. Christ Get on IMDb. Christ. <laughs> okay, okay, one more thing, and I've got to give this guy a shout-out because I think he's pulled off a pretty crazy stunt. Yeah. Oh, he's a fan insane. of the pod. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure about it, but I, I think he is. He likes. He's seen the pod. I'm talking about the comedian, Australian comedian Dan Illick. Nathaniel. He I don't has, know. I'll tell you what he's done. So what he's done is he's done crowdfunding source, I think close to $150,000, somewhere below that, to fund a Times Square advert for 17 minutes that just played. The whole thing was uh, come to Australia where we have sunshine, wind, and a very dodgy opinion on climate change. He was making fun of Scott Morrison. It had like a kangaroo on fire running, a koala. And he was basically just shitting on the government, saying that they're in the pockets of um, fossil, fossil fuel industry. And CNN picked him up, uh, gave him a platform, and he is saying Did that he, he is part of the reason why maybe Scott Morrison's going to go for a government job. <laughs> 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 All right, Dan. Let's not get too big for this. Come on. Yeah, like, dude. Good you on you, though. Murder, okay? Good <laughs> on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, Good on you though. I, I, good, so, good on you. So he didn't. Way, so he didn't drop he any. He didn't drop. He didn't drop any friendly Geordies on uh, MSNBC, did he? No, but uh, he did support friendly Geordies a lot during the early stages when uh, no one was supporting him. Uh, he put up uh, Instagram. I, I follow him. He. I'll check him me. out. I really like him. I I'll think check he's him actually out. Actually, funny. He does. He does like uh, interviews with you know your standard. It was bad to say, but like be great comedians and <laughs> whatever it may be. He's got a podcast, but he's a great guy. That reaction. The he's a great guy. The rea- <laughs> you know, actually on that note, Ali, uh, this is so funny. This is so funny. This guy, don't, don't go crazy here. Don't, don't, there's a, there's a, there's a butt to this, but Jordan was on the H3H3 podcast. What? But. Someone sent me this thing. He was like, Jordan's on it. I'm like, no way. I'm going to watch it. And he's like, check it out. Check it out. Went to the time code. They were on a website that was on the screen. It was a clickbait site or whatever. And one of the articles was about you. And there was a photo of you on the screen. And no one mentioned it. So you know what I responded to the guy? You know what I responded to the guy? I said, he goes, yeah, check it out. You know what I wrote back? I said, next time, don't waste my time. <laughs> so brutal. Dude, I was pissed off. I was expecting that guy to be like, so is his friendly George? He seems really cool, you know? Like, And then, you know, the girl's like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, so there's like Scott Morrison. I think that's his name, Scott Morrison. So he, uh, Scott Morrison, friendly Geordies and Scott Morrison. I was waiting for that. Just a photo that was never addressed. I'm like, I want my 30 seconds back. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you proud of that? Yeah. Okay. Massively proud. They could have actually addressed it. No. They could have addressed it. What? <laughs> yeah. that, I, that, that I exist? Yes. I don't know if Ethan knows I exist. Well, he clearly doesn't because there was a photo of you going, yeah, and he was just like, I'm just going to keep scrolling here. Right, right, So right, if right, anything, right. it was a payout because they actively ignored a photo of you. 
But I just don't think that that registers. There's a lot of things on the side of the screen that that's I don't true. pay attention to. No, no, that's to. true. But I so, just, I just wanted. Come, hey, tree, hey, tree. If you're watching, I think it's time that you uh, do a four-hour-long podcast, nothing crazy, exclusively on Jordan and his Korean skin mask routine. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, is it too much to ask? Like, I know that you've got like bigger fish to fry, which is Keemstar. Really hates that and guy. Crowder. And don't. I don't know why. He's the best entertainer. That he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Even, all no, I know, you know, I remember showing you Keemstar. And oh. this is, you know that face Miss Love pulls when he's trying to figure out why he's so horrified? <laughs> like it's hit him on an emotional level and you can see the cogs turning <laughs> in his mind to try and justify it. And he just sits there blank faced with sort of like if Tucker Carlson was a <laughs> Romanian grandma, just has this face of like, no, oh, Mr. Keemstar, why would you, why do you keep changing your voice to make this sound a lot? There is a massive play here happening oh on Jake Paul's podcast. Oh God. And I, you know, it's for crazy. some reason I know. that really scared him. I know who it is now. And I rightfully so was that scared. Hey, can anyone tell me, are you a fan of Keemstar? Because <laughs> so, I dude, am. You know what we should do? We should just... That'll get me on the Patreon podcast. I like him. Dude, like I have that, Ethan. I have a great idea how to, to solve our green energy skills shortage, Ali. It just came to me. What? I think there's enough YouTubers in the world. Let's just get 80% of YouTubers. There's no skills there. Exactly. Let's get Except 80... Except for doing this. Let's get... <laughs> That's yeah, a big skill. Let's get 80% of YouTubers. You get a pass. You can keep going. But the, the other 80%... Just they got to go live in uh, Wagga and they got to learn how to paint a windmill or whatever, a, a yeah, wind look, farm thing. Keemstar really should have worked in a coal mine, shouldn't he? He's the, a dwarf. There's so many. Don't you think YouTube, they most, are, they're oversaturated. The, there's so many now. Like YouTubers now get famous for being like, okay, I'm going to see and try the, uh, the orange skittle. Yeah, it's not as good as the green one. Four million views. What is that economy? I don't know. I really don't know. But I do agree with the overall sentiment. It would be really nice to see anyone who got rich off of just going like... Yeah, you have a product. I'm not throwing you under the bus. You have a product. And it's like an important product. But eating Skittles might not be the prerequisite hey, for it. a career. Before you ruin our shawarma FM plans. Hey. By the way, people were asking when we're seeing Shawarma FM. We're going to be doing that soon. Shawarma FM. Dude, we're that's, be, we are not doing uh, that. That is so sacrilege. Content for that. that. Oh. We're going to be doing the real Shawarma <laughs> FM. Do you want to introduce? Absolutely you not yet. You better make Shawarma as your first <laughs> We will. No, we're never going to do I'd, that. We're not going to. We're not. Okay. I, I can't go. I can't segue from paying out people that go online and do bullshit tasks for money into us doing a bullshit task for money. We'll, we'll address that another time. My point still stands. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Let's address it now. No, no. Let's no. address it now. How? Why you shouldn't have a job? Let's let's let's, have, let's do a pitch. This is a product. Let's do a pitch. Jordan <laughs> is not going to be primarily part of Shawarma FM, but obviously he'll make guest appearances. However, Shawarma FM will be me and Miss Love cooking 
Shawarma and other <laughs> miscellaneous items. Are you going to call it Shawarma FM? I think we've got to call you it Shawarma. You've got to call it Shawarma Maybe FM. we should. Uh, it's basically just going to be that Guga Foods channel and somebody's going to be like, I got some steaks from Woolworths. It's because it, apparently these steaks are like chuck steaks that aren't even from a cow. They're like $4 and $2 on that discounted. Let's try it out. Let's go. <laughs> and we're going to compare you, it to I'm, I'm A5 really Olive Wagyu. Stuff that you can't even touch. Let's go. Melt in your hands. You gotta do that. Let's go. Let's go. I know it doesn't look <laughs> Can that you good. Season right now, it by just rubbing things. a bunch of barbecue shapes on it. I want to see if that <laughs> makes steak taste because I've got an inkling that it would. I think he should be hell. on the show, not me. See, like that's that's no, look, look, that's what will get you. He the is use. welcome yeah, exactly. to be part of the show. However, I have a feeling that he is booked out. <laughs> nah, you're not busy, are you? <laughs> Yeah, Sandy, if you're watching, I'm canceling the tour. I'm, ch- I'm tasting what that tastes like. I want to figure yeah, it out. Apparently, Jordan's is on ice for the time being. Editors, too, if you're watching, that's on ice for the next six to 12 months. I, yeah. How would you feel with no income and unlimited free time? Well, you answer that in your own time. Fortune's been missing you guys. She'll be part of the great resignation. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I really think that that'd be sick. I, I really I like that. I think just, that's a cool idea. But Look, can, can I, just, can, you, can, you can you just I keep trying awful seasonings on steaks no, to this just is, find this one that works? May, this was know, my, the, the one Hail Mary. Yeah. This was my plan for the first series. So you're more creative than me. I cook Miss Love, a traditional packy food that he has to review, and then you have to cook me, I guess, raw fish. I don't know, whatever it is. Me. Your people do. My people Your raw people do. fish. More, more. No, 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 no. It'll be uh, chips that have gotten way too much oxygen, and so they're kind of stale, <laughs> and it'll just be little slices of meat. And that's what you need in exchange. That's right. Well, I got to review that. All right, last segment. <laughs> just the fucking spread at an office party, Christmas party, and the office is like printer supplies. Yeah. No one cares. That's yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> Croatian traditional cuisine. <laughs> yeah. Cabanossi. That's not yeah. Italian. It's not Australian. A, a going away office party. <laughs> have a great mm, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a great time doing a, 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 a working for a associated printer office supplies office company in London, Jack. I'm sure you won't be back in here in about a year. <laughs> that's Jack, you won't be missed. Your job is, let's be honest, fairly redundant. And the reason that you're moving on is because we're cutting back on staff. I'm extremely happy and grateful to all of our patrons, all our viewers and you guys to have this job. I, the other day, yesterday, uh, sorry, I will go on. But yesterday I uh, had to drop my brother at his house and then decided to get Maccas because I was bored because why else do you eat Maccas? And I got lost, and then I got uh, lost in Marrickville, and I saw an Aporto's, and I was like, well, and God closes a door, eh? parked, went into, went into uh, a Porto, and man, it was a shit fight. That would be a fucked job. It's just horrible, horrible. And I just had this moment where I'm like, I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. pay out low-income <laughs> earners. It's brutal. <laughs> Hey, at least you'd probably be manager there. Yeah, nah, I'd be. I would not be manager. <laughs> Still no, soldier. I would not. I'd be. I'd be a soldier. I'd be frying the chicken, and I'd be pissed at all the customers for coming in. 
I don't know if you'd be allowed to get the job though. Why? In the first place. Because don't you have to be a small Indonesian woman <laughs> to have that job? Isn't that the first requisite for it? Probably. But there are. Well, how are you going to get around that? Well, there, but believe You're it or not. not fooling anyone. Believe though. it or not, there are. A, one, you know, it's not a rare. It's not like a rare, like, endangered impala. That's not what low income jobs are. There's a lot of low shit, shit jobs. jobs that no, that require no skills at entry level that will destroy your soul. So I'm just saying it at a broader level. You know, like that office job, for example. Wouldn't be great. No. <laughs> In fact, what would you prefer? Out of the office job, yeah. printing supplies, or working at a Porto's? Because let's be honest, I think you would like the Porto's more. Yeah. You'd at least get a discount on the yeah. pineapple. Yep. A Porto's all day. I can't yeah. do corporate. Have either of you ever done corporate? Like a corporate job? Yeah, that's job? Ali's entire life. It's the same thing. Ali should be working at that printing supply factory. <laughs> I probably should. I'll, I'll be. I'll what be what corporate job have you had? What, Dan Murphy's call center? What, you've been yeah, studying. That's, that's corporate as it gets. That's not, it's not, we weren't selling like bottles over there. Yeah, but that we one's... We were managing a, like the fucking logistics. Yeah, but that one's... He had to go to work in a shirt from Connor. You know, yeah, like, yeah. That's, a, that's a but not a job. suit. But so that, but, but that one's at least yeah, got but smart that, casual Friday smart. every day of the week. But that and one's, like, if you wear like shorts, you will be sent home. But that one's at least <laughs> got like muso burnouts to talk to, so, and they're they're mm-hmm. entertaining. So like, hey man, watch this, and they're flicking paper but and shit. Usually most like offices, at the call sure, but like most offices are like thirty to forty year olds that have lost their hope to live. Yeah. That would suck. Yes, it would. You're right. Yes. <laughs> and That's true. All power to you. If you're in that job, in fact, I'm plugging it. If you are in that job and you're, and you're, and you're not happy and you want to change, check out Jordan Shank's YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, actually, you know what? I do think that that's your ticket out. Seriously. I really do. Giving me five bucks a week is your ticket out. <laughs> you can do no, no, no. You have expendable income. Giving right? us five bucks a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take it back, Patreon. actually. If you want that help, just sign up to this Patreon because <laughs> we exclusively do self-help and information on how to get you out of your rut. Nothing about ex-girlfriends. <laughs> All right, look, last segment, boys. We're almost out of time. Ah! Fuck. In in Korea, Jordan, they tried to organize a real life squid game. Oh, uh, should I should I they walk got away? One thousand participants. Whoa. And the government cancels it. Why? I feel like I should Why? leave. Fucking squid game. I feel like dude. I feel like, well, I should... it like no 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 not yeah, a they real said, real. No, they squid said that game. they except for the elimination part. No, you take your no, ears no, out. No, you no. had every opportunity to do something about this. And yet you kick the can down the line. There's and no spoilers here. Put your headphones back on so you hear nice. <laughs> no! There's Let's, no spoilers. Okay, okay. But they organized it and the government said on the pretext that it violates COVID rules <laughs> that mm-hmm. we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But does it really? Well, I don't know what their COVID rules are. Is it kind of like Japan? I'd imagine it would be I think it's kind of like Australian. Post opening up. Man. It's really sad that I don't know anything about my motherland anymore. Because they, they said, the, the <laughs> organizer said that we'll maintain motherland. social distancing and all the rules, and the government was still like, nah. The, consp- the, the guess is that they really don't want a real life action of Squid Game. I think they're, they're scared. Because that's the whole thing that you were watching when you were watching it, right? Yeah. You just thought, I know what the consequences are of this game. Still want to play. Well... It depends on how shit your life is, but 
But look, without going too much into the show. Go, go. The ones, let's just say, the second comings was fair. Like, at that point, everyone signs up to it. It's really weird that it was called Squid Game. That should have been a Croatian-produced show. I mean, the funny thing... it should have just been, like, 30 seconds, which was like, Mace, do you want to squid? No, I want to salam. Too bad, we're having squid. And that's the end. That's a, that's a Grammy-winning show program right there. <laughs> I mean, look, I know nothing well, about they it. have squids. I, I know nothing about Squid Game, but I assume, from what I've seen... That it's an animation, and some some robot comes and goes, and then some like Koreans like, do you have pork ramen? And he goes, oh, like no, only squid ramen. And then she's like, mm, okay, that's what dude. I see. It's not the main gist of the <laughs> show, but it is like an underlying thing. Okay, it cool. really is. Okay, and if you really? watch it, fairly as always. <laughs> Scarily on point okay. for someone who's just like going in blind. Completely. Yeah. I, I, I and you know what else as well? I think if you were in Squid Game, you might last the longest. I need to watch out it. Out of the rest of us. I'm because just don't you think that the main character it. is him? The main character is him and there's definitely me. <laughs> there's definitely me there. The guy shares my Obviously, name, yeah, my the ethnicity. old Korean man is he? Is you? Wait, <laughs> and I'm the Pakistani. I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge it. I'm gonna binge it over the weekend. So I'm sick of not being up to date. This is just okay, like so Game you, of Thrones. You are definitely the Pakistani. It's guy. too hard not to be. You the guy shares be. everything. He's got my name. He's got my ethnicity. He's got a little bit of my demeanor too. Yeah, I'm watching. The it. only thing that he does that you don't is a family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose he doesn't have it either anymore. Who the hell am I in it? You're the squid. No, you are. You're the woman. The woman the that Korean has sex woman. with Dom King. Oh, shame at you. <laughs> <laughs> that is most egregious indeed. <laughs> but okay, if anyone is always asking what was Dom King like, it's two options here. First off, you can go back to the very, very beginning of this podcast. Which I recommend. know exactly why he's called Dome Kang. Which I recommend or highly. You can watch Squid Game and look at the guy that was part of the Korean mafia. And like every time I saw that, I was like, die? D- Dome King. Dome King? Is <laughs> that what you're doing now? Live. <laughs> uh, inevitable. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> the fucking every thing time. sucks. Can we go one time without mentioning Dome Kang and not one of us sticking up and saying his name? Is that possible? I I, I want to take that a step further and find out where he is and what he's about. Right now, I'd love to know. Well, he's in Korea and he's on Squid Game. Oh, okay. He's he's dead now. He's dead. And he has problems with the Vietnamese casino industry. But anyway, I need to find him. It really wouldn't surprise me if he does have problems with the Vietnamese casino <laughs> industry in real life. Oh Thank you for God. joining us tonight. We had a splendid time like always. Love you. It was great that you could come and join us. No, I do really appreciate that. But what I'd appreciate more is if you signed up to the Uplight podcast where you can get exclusive access to us whining about chicks we wish we tapped in high school. <laughs> and that would be, you know, like... This is a give and take relationship here. We're not just going to sit on our ass and do what we normally do anyway. You're going to have to pay us money for it. Exactly. You heard it. Boss man said. Oh my god, that's why he's the telling jokes comedian guy. Thanks. You're a funny fucker. We'll see you guys next week and for the cool ones later for the uplate. Yeah. You are the cool ones. I'm for everyone.